from St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas, a joyful Christian community. This is Soulful Sundays, a weekly podcast of our 5 o'clock service. I'm Patrick Miller, Director of St. Mark's. Welcome. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When Jesus noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, Do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your hosts. The host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner party, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they might invite you in return, and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Today is the uh, feast day of St. Giles. I bet you didn't know that. Um, I didn't. And uh, 710, he died in the year 710. Giles has, is known, they have uh, monasteries and places of worship dedicated to him in and around Provence. It was, uh, his his monastery, monastery was sort of a place where you'd stop on your way to, uh, on, the, on your way to make your pilgrimage either going towards Canterbury or whatnot and go, or going down towards Jerusalem. And he was known for caring for the, the poor, particularly those with leprosy. And uh, so today we remember Giles from 710. <clears throat> There's a story uh, on his day that they like to read. It's from the Desert Fathers. There's a collection of readings of stories about the hermits in the, in the desert. And one of them is about Agathon, A-G-T-H-O-N, Agathon. Anyway, Agathon was on his way to town, and he was going to sell some wares. So the story goes, and he passes by a crippled man on his way, and the man says, "Uh, are you going to town? And Agathon says, yes, and he goes, do me a favor, carry me to town. So he does. He carries him to the town. He goes, set me down where you plan to sell your wares. And he does. 
he sets him down and he sells something and, and the man says, how much did you get for that? And he tells him, Agathon tells him, and he says, well, would you buy me a cake? And so Agathon goes and buys him a cake. Sure. Sells another thing and the man says, well, would you, would you buy me some water? Would you go buy a, a thing of water for me? And Agathon says, sure, I'll, I'll get you some water. And it came about near the end of the day, and Agathon says, I've got to go. And, and the crippled man says, well, do me a favor. Carry me back to where you found me. And so the monk does. Carries him and sets him down. And when he sets him down, the crippled man says, Agathon, you are blessed in heaven and on earth. And he disappears. And it was an angel the desert fathers say, that had come to try Agathon. Kind of like that story. It makes me paranoid. Uh, it makes me paranoid that I might be somewhere and someone hollers out, you know, do something, and you're like, whoa, or you an angel? Just check in. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I think I've told you this story. I don't know if I've told this story to you all before I tell it. Uh, it's mine to tell. I was uh, newly ordained a deacon, and the way it goes is you get ordained a deacon, and then you, my time, you had to wait a year before they ordained you a priest. And in order to be ordained a priest, you have to go in front of certain bodies of ecclesial authority. And, and so I was uh, set for that. But right before I was set to go in front of the ecclesial authorities, um, a newspaper reporter called me. I had made a documentary about a little bitty church in Monterey, Mexico, and uh, this little church was sort of fascinating to me because it was the church, but the priest had taken over the whole block, and so he had created a veterinarian clinic and a little, a little after school, a tienda to sell goods, all of it supporting the church and the people, the poor people in and around him in Monterey, so we made a film about that. And the, uh, the reporter got my name and said, you know, we understand you've made a movie. And I'm like, yeah, I've made a movie. And they said, well, we'd like to ask you a few questions. This organization wants to spend $16 million and put a movie about Jesus into everybody's mailbox in Travis County. What do you think about that? And I have not had this really wonderful thing called media training. Media training is a beautiful thing, and I had not had that, and so I just started talking. And I could hear clickety, 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 why is this talking? And I said, well, you know, for $16 million, I'd rather, uh, you know, get uh, people out of a real hell rather than a metaphysical hell. I'd rather drill water wells down in the colonias near by the border of Mexico. That's what I'd do. And here's another thing. I always feel like these evangelicals want to say, you know, we're with you on the social justice thing, but when it comes right down to it, when you die, we get to go to heaven and you get to go to hell. Well, clickety-clickety-clickety. The next day, quote of the day. The Reverend Patrick Miller uh, said, you evangelicals always want to work together on, on social justice issues, but when it comes down to it, we, you all get to go to heaven and we all have to go to hell period. Yeah, that was great. Shining moment. So I go to the place for the ecclesial authority interviews, and we're all kind of nervous because this is the last round, and we're going to all go, and, 
And I, I, I just say, I'll go first. So I go. I get up to the doorway of the room. And the person in charge stops me. And she says, the bishop has not allowed us to interview you for your uh, priesthood. Oh, I would have liked to have known that before the two-hour drive, but thank you. And so whenever you, you may, this may have happened to you, whenever that sort of thing happens in your life, there's a bunch of things that happen emotionally all at one time that sort of zoom in and around your mind. I don't know if you've had an experience quite like that, um, but for me, it was uh, powerful. It takes, it, I was in my sixth year of preparing. It took two years to apply and get ready, three years of school, one year of uh, the diaconate, and here I was being told probably not for you. And I kind of lost it. I got home and I kind of was trying to figure out what, what does the, what, and in the shower, in that moment, all of the voices, all the way back to four or five-year-old voices of you can't, you're nothing, you're no good, how dare you assume, you idiot, what the, you stupid idiot, all of that just crashed in my mind in a, in a way that, that literally dropped me into the floor of the shower. And all that could happen was nothing except my wife heard this noise, came in, turned the shower off, picked me up, dried me off, put me on the bed, and said, it's going to be okay. You will be okay. I don't know if she's in, if I'm the angel, she's the angel, but I was the broken one. And there she was holding me. A few years later, I was in my car and downtown. I worked at the cathedral. Uh, I got ordained. Everything was okay. I'm a canon at the cathedral, the job I had before I came here. I'm leaving work. We were parked in a downtown parking garage. I'm leaving work. It's raining. And I looked to my left, and there were people lined up to get on the bus to go where they had to go. And there was this woman, and she was just writhing and screaming, and she was wet, and she was pounding the pavement. And it was that moment where people get real uncomfortable around crazy, where the people were like, we just hope the bus gets here soon, because whatever this is. And I, I said, well, I'm just going to turn right. And I didn't. I went and got and stood in the rain with her. And the first thing you do is you ask people their names to be polite. What's your name? My name's Robin. What's going on, Robin? Words I can't use in church. Highly expressive. They kicked me out. They. I'm like, who is they? Who is they? And she goes, they, they, they kicked me. Who is, who, where is they? 
It's a hotel. I've been playing, staying there for months, and I've didn't, I, you know, can't get my rent, and I need some money for rent, and they kicked me out. I don't even think they're screaming. And I said, well, can you direct me to they? So I put her in my car, breaking all the rules. I drove this crazy person. She had lost her mind to the place where she had been living. And I paid for a month. Later, we kept trying to get her into uh, New Hope housing, kept trying to find her an ID, kept trying to help her. I'm no saint. I don't do that every day, but that's an example of what I believe we are about in this place on St. Giles' Day. You don't have to be dramatic and pick up people who are thriving in the rain. You don't have to be dramatic and have a nervous breakdown in the shower. But every day, look around. The broken are all around you. They need you. Do me a favor. Will you carry me to town? Amen.
This episode was produced by St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. Special thanks to our band, led by Cameron Deason-Hammond, and featuring Jeremy Nuncio, Asher Pudlow, and Andrew Gordon. Join us every Sunday for Soulful Sundays at 5 p.m. at St. Mark's, 3816 Bel Air Boulevard in Houston, Texas, or visit us online at stmarks-houston.org.